0: Window World, the official windows of the Kansas City Chiefs, presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, online at windowskansascity.com. Whew, what a major relief, Pete Buttigieg, our Transportation Secretary. Mayor Pete has said that Southwest Airlines will be held accountable by the Department of Transportation. I mean, I feel so much better about all this now that Mayor Pete is on it, and our esteemed leaders in Washington, D.C. after 2,600 more Southwest flights are canceled Wednesday. That is two-thirds of all Southwest airline flights. And it is clearly at this point, what I said very early on, I mentioned that I've got a couple of kids that are stranded. My daughter is home. My son is not yet home. But it's it was very clear that this was not weather-driven. It may have been initiated by some weather in the Northeast, but cold weather... And airplanes is not a thing. It's the snow. You can't land planes. You can't take off. Buffalo was a problem. There were places in the Northeast that were a problem, but nothing like this. And the other airlines not having any troubles at all at this point. And Southwest is alone on an island. They've had a complete breakdown of their entire organization. And pointing a finger or blame at any one thing is not the right thing to do here because this clearly is a systemic problem within this airline The major story or the lead story that's out on all this is that their scheduling software, their computer system for scheduling their employees is antiquated, and that's what led to the problem. But that seems way too simple for an airline that has been, well, it was basically built as the model of efficiency and low prices and customer experience. And while it was never fun to get the middle seat, and sometimes it felt like a cattle call, People flocked to Southwest over decades and decades and decades, and it became, most everybody I know, the go-to airline because nobody wants to pay $200 more if they don't have to. Anybody for a couple-hour flight to wherever you're going will sit in the middle seat if they have to or deal with a cattle call to save some money. Even people with money loved saving money on Southwest Airlines, but they're no longer the cheapest. They're certainly not the most reliable. They're no longer the most efficient. Southwest Airlines has a major problem on its hands. They're stocked down again on Wednesday morning at the opening bell of the stock exchange. They went down about 6% on Tuesday, and they've basically said they're going to under, underbook their future flights over the next week or so. So if you're trying to buy a ticket for, let's say, next week to go somewhere, they're underbooking those. They will not fill those planes because they think this is going to continue to be a problem. It's led to a, a real train wreck, if you will, for KU and K State fans trying to get to their bowl games. Uh, some people flying from around the country trying to get to Memphis for the Kansas game have been shut down. That's not as big a problem, obviously in Kansas City where so many people from this area will be driving. But if you live in Wichita, you might be catching a flight if you live in the, you know, the Dallas area or Phoenix, someplace Denver, and wanted to go to the Kansas Bowl game. You could be caught up in this. Every Kansas State fan I know that is going to the game is flying on Southwest to New Orleans, and that's all in jeopardy for every single one of them. That's not, I mean, that's a first world problem. That's not the end of the world, not being able to go to a football game, right? But this just shouldn't happen. And I am not buying, I I will not, I will not accept from the employees of this airline blaming a computer system that scheduling got goofed up so badly for flight attendants and pilots that all of this occurred. There is no way a system that has handled probably millions, well, millions and millions of passengers' flights over the decades, even if it is an antiquated old system, there is no way it is solely responsible for this problem. Let me go ahead and be the guy that says this. and This is just my opinion. I don't have any numbers to back this up, but I have experience from my daughter and what happened in Nashville. They got stranded in Nashville because the crew quit. They were waiting on the next crew. And then they were told that the crew was based in Nashville and they decided to go home. They'd had enough. They had enough of the complaining. They had enough of the the baggage piled up. They had enough of the people packed into the airport. And those employees that got, when they finally got to Nashville, they said, you know what? I'm sick. I'm going home. So now we're getting these reports that all these Southwest Airlines employees called in sick and said they had, oh, well, I've got a viral problem. I've got a I've got a a breathing issue. I'm sneezing. I've got the flu. I've got this or that. And they've gone home. So it is not as simple as a scheduling system. There is no way Southwest Airlines loses two thirds of its flights without people that work there just walking out and going home. And that has happened. And that is Joe Biden's freaking America. That is where we are. There is no accountability. People don't get fired anymore. The airlines are in no position to can these people. Think about it. Maybe we now live in a society with Facebook and Twitter and all of the social media where employees have found out something that's always existed. If you've ever been a boss, you know this. Bosses never want owners, bosses, general managers, managers. You've never wanted your employees to know how important they are because you've always got somebody on top of you, whether it's a stockholder or your bottom line, or whatever it may be, or a manager that you report to saying, we got to keep salaries down, you know we got to keep efficiency up. All of these things have to happen. And what anybody that ever managed people knew and has known forever is you go out of your way to try to keep good employees. You do. You can't always do it with money, but you let them know, you reward them, you do nice things, whatever you can possibly do. Southwest Airlines' problem right now is the same problem that you have when you go to, if you go out to breakfast, you see the same thing. There are not enough servers there. There's nobody bussing tables. If you go to a fast food place, there's only one line open. It doesn't matter where you go. Unless something is automated right now, it's running slow. People aren't showing up for work. They call in sick. They call out sick. I guess they call it now. I used to say call in sick. Now they say calling out sick. It's happening everywhere, and that's happening at Southwest Airlines, too. Let's not just jump on the bandwagon here that Southwest has an antiquated computer system that's been around for decades that schedules its employees. Okay, scheduling employees and scheduling passengers are two different things. They had no logistics problem with passengers. They didn't really even have a problem with airplanes, it doesn't sound like. Were some grounded where there was snow on the ground, perhaps? But you could, these systems and these people, you can reroute these planes and you can cause problems in areas where there's weather and not cause problems all over the rest of the country. This is no longer a weather issue. There is no weather in America that's causing any of this. And Southwest will cancel two thirds of its flights today. Now, that is not a computer glitch. That is not airplanes unavailable. That is not weather. What is that? If two thirds of the Southwest flights are not flying still today, Wednesday. If that's happening and they say it is, 2600 more flights canceled first thing this morning. 65% of the flights for Southwest canceled. If that's not happening, you tell me what it is cuz it isn't weather, it's not a computer, and it ain't airplanes. They don't have the people. This is a walkout. This is this is strong-arming leverage for more money, more time off, more benefits, more everything. You watch what this turns into. Just mark my word, this is an employee revolt at the single most important time of the year for the airline, the busiest, most important time, because people are trying to be with loved ones for the holidays and get back to where they live and go to work. That's pretty much what everybody does around the holidays. Some people are flat out on vacation, and if if you're going to Cancun and you get stuck there for a couple of extra days, that's not the end of the world. I get it. But some people are just trying to get where their loved ones are and be with them for a couple of days and get back to their life and their job and everything that they've got to deal with. Man, when that gets disrupted, this is, people will take this. Passengers of this airline, customers will take this more personally than you have, can even imagine because Christmas matters and family matters. And it's one of the things that when we watch the news and we live our busy lives as Americans, we don't think about that stuff anymore. And these are the quietest people among us. They're not the ones that are complaining. They're not the ones that are worried about having drag shows for children. Those aren't the people. These are people that just go to work every day. They're raising their family and getting home to see their parents or their mom or their grandmother or something for Christmas, thinking it may be the last one is everything. And it is not too much to ask an airline to run at at least three-quarters capacity, which they're not. They're running at one-third capacity at Southwest Airlines right now. Their stock is down again this morning. I don't know how you come back from this. I don't know who, I don't know how long it takes. You want to see some low fares? Watch what Southwest Airlines does here in a couple of months. Watch their fares tumble low because everybody is going to say, that's it. I saw Fran Fraschilla, the basketball announcer, on Twitter, he tweeted out, I'm sorry, American Airlines, I cheated on you with Southwest. I won't do it again. This guy travels. All- you were talking about a guy that travels and he lives in Dallas. And Southwest is easy. Going to Love Field for him probably is easier than going to DFW and fighting the massive airport and the operation that American has there. It's probably easier for him as a local living in Dallas to use Southwest. And he says, I'm sorry, American Airlines, I cheated on you. I won't do it again. And that's like a big public figure with hundreds of thousands of Twitter followers. And that, you're not alone. People are going to switch. I, this is a big deal. This is a really big deal. And I've been telling my friends for a couple of years, we fly to Phoenix a lot or have flown through the years a lot to Phoenix for the last five or six years. When we've flown to Phoenix, we've flown on American and everybody says, well, why are you flying on American? I said, well, they're seventy $75 cheaper each way for starters. We don't check a bag. It's $75 cheaper. Yeah, they have some add-on things. If you want to sit on a, a wider exit row or something like that, you could pay $19 and sit there. But you know what? Great. This is $75 cheaper than Southwest. I'm not splurging first class, but I'll pay $19 to sit with more legroom on the aisle, and I'll do that. And then I fly on American, and their planes are brand new. It's a tremendous experience. I've never had a delay. We had one flight back from Phoenix one time. that was about half full. It was the last flight out, I think, on a Monday night or something like that. It was about half full, and we sat in the front row where all that room is, and the captain literally came on and said, hey, thanks for joining us for our on-time departure. As you can tell, the flight is not full tonight. We're going to be able to make up some time in the air because we want to go to bed, too. (laughs) We've got a flight early in the morning. Kansas City's our destination. Dude chopped off like 30 minutes on a two-hour and 15-minute flight. It was awesome. I was like, this is like having your own private jet. There are better ways, man. There's better ways, and... We've got a couple of trips. I, I've got a Southwest flight coming at the end of January that I've had booked for a while. I have an American flight in February. We'll revisit that. I'm a little worried about the Southwest flights, to be honest, coming up at the end of January, because I'm not sure it's a, it's a month away. I'm not sure they're fixed by then. I mean, this could turn into like a massive walkout, not a strike, just a, just a walkout. Like you're not going to fire us. You know, this is a crappy time of year to be working for the airlines. Look, if you work for the airlines, you don't want to work around the holidays. You don't. It's terrible. I had this career. I worked in television, and you didn't like working in TV around the holidays. Well, I was the low guy on the totem pole. But turn on, uh, for example, just turn on Fox News this week. Okay? See who's on the air. Their, Their people aren't there. It's all backups. I was the low guy at Channel 4. I was working all the holidays. Chris DeGaulle's off this week on 710. His show's not there. I think they're running a syndicated show. I'm not sure there's even anything there. The main players take off this week and don't do what it is that they normally do. You know me well enough to know that I don't take much time off. I do what I do. I'm not grinding it this week. We're treating it like a holiday week. We're resting, we're relaxing, we're seeing relatives and friends and doing a lot of fun things. And I'm not, we're not working. Keatsman's aren't working that hard. That's not my point here. But I'm going to put a podcast up for you. If you're willing to hit the play button, I'm going to put it up. I'd rather take, if I miss a couple of podcasts in February because I'm taking Jessica to a beach vacation, after two and a half years into starting this business, we're going to take our first beach vacation and go do this. Because we've been so committed to this project, this company. I'll do that. If I miss some shows then, I'll miss them then. I'm not going to miss them today. I'm home today. Why Why wouldn't I do a podcast? You're kidding me. Southwest Airlines employees, come on. They're doing a great job, man. These employees are out there on Facebook. They're on Twitter. They're everywhere. They're blasting the CEO of their company. They're blasting everyone. They're saying, oh, you know, Herb started this company years ago, and we still have the same systems we have in place then. They haven't did, Oh, my, they're blaming this all on management, all on computers. They're blaming it on everyone except for the freaking people that aren't showing up for work, the flight attendants and the pilots. Oh, but Mayor Pete's on it. He's going to hold them accountable. Mayor Pete says, we'll hold them accountable. Their system at Southwest is, quote, completely melted down, unquote. So Mayor Pete very quickly is going to blame the airline, the corporation. It's probably a conservative business. It's from Texas. I I assume that the people that run it, this is likely a pretty conservative business. He's not going to blame the employees for not going to work. I will. How can you be running a third of your flights without two-thirds of your people at home. Again, I'm, I'm just going to ask the question, how can you run one-third of your flights only without having two-thirds of your people at home? Now, we can do chicken or egg. You can say one led to the other or whatever, but if they're only running a third of their flights, two-thirds of their people are sitting at home today. That's That's a fact two-thirds of their employees are sitting at home. That means two-thirds of their airplanes are on the ground. There's a solution here. Fly your empty planes around and pick up your employees. If they're in places where they can't get on planes and get to work somewhere, go fly some empty planes, lose some money. It would be very expensive. Go pick these people up and get them to Chicago. Get them to Dallas. Get them to places that are hubs where they're needed to staff flights and then use those airplanes. This is completely inexcusable. If two-thirds of the employees are at home today and two-thirds of the airplanes are on the ground, what are are they doing? I mean, and I'm not a big complainer of airlines. I swear I'm not. I'm really not a big complainer of airlines. I think, by and large, it looks complicated to me and difficult and unfun and a lot of those things. I'm not. I'm not a big complainer of that, but wow, Southwest is in real, real trouble. I mentioned it may have led to some fans for these bowl games. We may see a lot of empty seats at some of these bowl games. KU is playing Arkansas. By the way, we're going to be all over the place on this podcast today. I've got got zero structure to this. I'm just going to bounce from the things that I think are most interesting from one to the next in no particular order. Completely integrated here today. So we'll move on to the KU Bowl game and Arkansas at 430 on Wednesday. You may listen to this after the game or after it started, and my apologies for that. We previewed it on Monday with Stan Weber on the football feast. We hope you'll go enjoy that content. The big thing here is, and I hate to put pressure on Kansas. I still think they're a two- point underdog in this game. There is no excuse to not win this game. <laughs> it's just, I'm just Sarah, I mean Lance Leipold's a terrific coach. Sam Pittman, the coach at Arkansas. Said, of, he said, quote, Leipold is a freaking great football coach. My goodness, unquote. And then Pittman went on to say, quote, but hell, two teams could be excited about a game, unquote. Yes, Arkansas can be excited about this game, but they had 21 players already transfer out of the program, and they've had three more that are opting out of this game to go on to their pro careers. So their top players aren't playing and 21 transferred out. We've seen this already. Florida had this problem, and Florida just got trounced in their bowl game. Kansas State was the beneficiary of this a year ago. They played LSU when LSU had a mass exodus from their roster. Remember that game? K-State-LSU, and K-State just drilled LSU. I mean, just beat them all over the yard. Now, the K-State-Alabama game Saturday, everybody's playing. Nobody's opted out. Uh, The transfers have been minimal for those programs. No effect. This is the two legit teams playing each other. But Kansas, and again, I'm not trying to put pressure on them. I'm putting my money on them, okay? I'm, I'm a Kansas resident, Kansas sports better. I'm playing Kansas on the money line. I don't need those two and a half or three points. I don't need them. Kansas is going to win this game, and they're going to score like 48 points at least. Arkansas is terrible defensively. They're number 123 in the country, yards per play given up. Kansas is top five in the country in yards per play. This couldn't be a better matchup big play offense against a defense that gives up big plays. And oh, by the way, they're missing 24 players. I'm all over it. I think Kansas rolls. Again, not trying to hype this up or too much, but this is great for Kansas. Nobody will remember that. if, If Kansas goes and wins 48 to 24, nobody remembers next year. When the, the season is starting or whatever, they're going to say Kansas was a 7-6 and six football team. They beat an SEC team in a bowl game, and they kicked their ass. That's what people are going to remember. Nobody's going to remember the circumstances around this. Just Because K-State lived off this this year. Oh, we we were a winning team. We won nine games last year, whatever it was. We kicked LSU's butt in a bowl game. An SEC school, a big traditional powerhouse. So we, we crushed them. That's all anybody remembers. Nobody remembers that LSU was missing a bunch of players. Nobody cares. Go do this, Kansas. You've got this. Go do this. Lance Leipold, for his part, says KU is in uncharted water. So he says, there's a little unknown here. So our players haven't been through this. But all I've asked for our team is what I ask every week. Play hard and play clean. And I love that. When he says play clean, he's not talking about cheap shots. He's talking about clean. He's talking about hang on to the ball. Don't make stupid decisions. Know your assignment. Block your guy. Play clean football. He's not saying, he's not saying don't hit you know hit helmet to helmet. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about violence here. And he says play clean, play the game clean, play it right, do your assignment. We you, we've coached you, we've taught you. This is what you do on each play. All we ask is you do it. That's it. Play hard and play clean. And I think Kansas wins, and they might win going away in this. I, I just think they're going to score all day. I think they're going to score all day on Arkansas. KKHI is brought to you by Buck Roofing and Construction. Okay, we had the snow, and it's melting, and some of you are seeing ceiling spots or drips. Call Buck Roofing and get them out right away. Find out if it is a roof problem or a condensation problem in your attic because it can be a lot of different things. Buck Roofing will figure that out for you free. All you got to do is make the call, 913-384-2680. That's 384-2680. Say, look, I got ceiling spots here. I got a problem, and I don't know whether it's the roof or something going on in my attic. Can you check it out for me? And Ron Buck and his team will do that online at rbuckroofing.com. Roberts Robinson, Chevrolet Buick GMC in Excelsior Springs has a special spin-to-win promotion going on right now through Business Saturday. Come on in, mention KKHI, and if you purchase a new or pre-owned vehicle at Roberts Robinson, they're going to let you spin the wheel for a Visa gift card up to $500 to pay off your holiday bills. That's a pretty good deal right there. Also, it's a perfect time for business owners to buy before the end of the year. Ask for Kelly in business sales at Roberts Robinson for details on their business elite program. Yeah, change your fleet up to Chevy Silverado or GMC Sierra. Do that. Let's make the switch to robertsrobinson.com. Your business will love doing business with Roberts Robinson. I promise you. If you have a fleet, if you need vehicles, or if you just need one or two more trucks this year because a couple of them are old and, and crappy, call Kelly in business sales at Roberts Robinson, online at RobertsRobinson.com. They will be the easiest people you ever worked with. And don't forget the KKHI promo code at MyPillow right now. It's the after Christmas sale at MyPillow.com. You can also call 800-9... This is a special phone number. We have our own phone number. I'm, I, I, they just sent me an email last week. They, this is your number. It's there if people call it. It's the KKHI phone number. If you'd rather do it that way and make an order, call 800-923-9034. That's 923-9034 and it's it's that's the KKHI number. Who knew? Slippers, 139 now just $49 with promo code KKHI. Dog beds, pet blankets, premium pillows. The body pillow was 89 bucks now $29. Classic MyPillows, as low as $29. They have mattress toppers and mattresses. They have percale bed sheets that are phenomenal. So many great products at MyPillow.com and at MyStore.com, which is also other businesses. Go to MyStore.com slash KKHI and save big right now at MyStore.com and MyPillow.com slash KKHI. Well, there's a weird story in Kansas City. This is creepy and it's gross. And as you can imagine, when we, w- w- this is liberal. This is creepy. This is gross. This is their, this is their wheelhouse. This is like, like, you know when liberal media outlets go after churches or something or Christians? This would be like the equivalent of me going after these people. But you can't do that because this would be homophobic, racist, whatever it may be. There was a creepy dude named Jeff Church. Who was the artistic director at the Coterie Theater in Kansas City? This is a young playhouse. There's kids in these plays, there's young people in these plays. He was the artistic director, which basically meant he did the hiring for all the actors and singers and whatever production they were doing. The director of the Coterie Theater was Joette Pelster, and she died in November mysteriously in her sleep. So I can't trust any of the media reporting on this. You can't, I'm just telling you right now, you cannot trust the media reporting. Because what they want to do is they don't want anybody talking about this. They can, they can do things on churches and Christians and, and Proud Boys and all this other stuff. Boy, don't bring this up. This creep show, the Coterie Theater. Okay, this is gross. This is, this is one of the biggest scandals in the history of Kansas City. Let me tell you what really happened. The artistic director Jeff Church, 63, had been there for decades. And over the last couple of weeks, dozens of people came forward including adults his almost his age. One man is on uh, KKFI radio in Kansas City. He's been in radio, he's 60s now, 60. He's been there 30 years in radio. And before that, he was an actor at this Playhouse when he was 20 something and this man assaulted him sexually. Young young boys, young men is what Jeff got off on, and he loved using his power as the artistic director for all the hiring to say, it's okay, this is how we're going to do this thing. You do this for me, and I'll put you in the play. Disgusting. It all starts to come out. A couple of dudes step forward. All of a sudden, there's a dozen of them. Now there's more, and there's more, and there's more. Imagine how many are not speaking out on this. So the longtime director of the place died mysteriously in her sleep in November, Joette Pelster. I don't have much information on that, but I can tell you what people are emailing me and telling me happened. Jeff Church died this week at age 63. They found him dead in his home. The official report, if you read media reports, is The medical examiner has not given a cause of death. Everyone seems to know this was a suicide. This man had been caught. It was ugly, and he took his own life. I can't confirm that. What I can tell you is everyone knows that's what happened, and the medical examiner has not released the cause of death yet. They will after this dies down. The media doesn't want to know the cause of death. The star does not want to report they had a freak show going on at the Coterie Theater with all these Insane people that like to do the freaking drag shows for kids and sex change operations and mutilation of genitals on minors and creepy Jeff Church, you know, sexually assaulting boys for decades, continuing to do his job. People knew he was doing this. People knew and they didn't say a thing. This is the left. This is the real left. These are liberals. There's no more liberal place than the coterie theater. These are creepy, sick effers, is what they are. They're sick and they're creepy. And this is what they do. And they're so bad when it's in their little circle, when it's in the place where they thrive, the theater, they cover it up. They cover it up. Hidden for decades. This is so sick and twisted. This is not a church. It's a coterie theater. And that's a sick man who apparently took his own life and the world's a better place for it. I'll say it. That's a terrible Christian thing to say. It's be- We're better off because it was continuing to go on. The creeper was still doing it. And God only knows why the longtime director died in November. Everybody that's emailing me is telling me that one was a suicide too. Died in her sleep could also be an overdose, correct? <laughs> Mysteriously die in your sleep at home? No cause of death given. Oh, no, we don't do cause of death with liberals that run theaters. Uh Uh-uh. We got, if, if we have multiple suicides by the people running this place, can you even imagine anything being a bigger scandal in Kansas City ever than this? These people are sick. They're sick and they're identifiable. And we used to call them pedophiles or sex offenders, and we put them on registries, and we didn't let them work. and, And all these other, no. No, these people, we, we just expect it. We just expect to have freaky creepers running the artistic direction of the Coterie Theater assaulting young boys. That's kind of what we expect. It's the theater. It's artistic. It's okay. I'm going to hump these little boys. You Sick human beings. Just despicable. We'll keep our eye on that story and see where it goes. That's the. I'm telling you, this is one of the sickest things. Ever. I've been getting emails for a few days. I'm like, "Okay, what what do we think happened here, whatever?" And so then I started reading media accounts. I'm like, "Wow, are they covering this thing up as best they can. They don't want it out there. Somebody a lot of you people listen to this thing in the media in Kansas City. Somebody go do this story the right way. TV station go do it out these sick perverts for what they are. And by the way, let's shut that theater down immediately. Maybe authorities, the police should go in and close the theater. Should we not close the theater down? We got two deaths. and We have dozens of former actors saying they were sexually assaulted. And this thing's been going on for decades. Let's close it down. Let's close it down temporarily. Just shut them down. Shutter their doors. We're going to investigate. We need to find out what the hell is going on at the Coterie Theater. People are sick. <sighs> I need to move on to sports. Oh, there's more news. I'm telling you, this is a mismatch today. We're going to be all over the place. Uh, the Chiefs are playing the Broncos this weekend. Do you know who the Broncos hit? Ha- Quick, who's the Broncos coach this week? Heck, you may not know who it was last week. <laughs> Nathaniel Hackett is fired. Here's the best part. They offered it to a couple of other assistants who declined the interim job. <laughs> no, thanks. I'm Not putting those losses on my resume. We're playing the Chiefs this week. Uh-uh. I'll take a hard pass on being the interim coach this week. No, no thanks. The interim coach was something called the senior assistant coach. I don't know what that is. I've heard of associate head coach. Senior assistant coach sounds almost more like a consulting position. The senior assistant coach for the Denver Broncos was Jerry Rossberg, and now he's their interim head coach. There you go. There's your Chiefs nugget. Here's a feel-good story from football. Former Nebraska quarterback Tommy Armstrong who played quarterback at Nebraska from 2013 to 2016, was sitting in his house this week in Gulfport, Mississippi, with his wife and his mom. They're in the living room watching a football game, I think. And he looks out the window and sees flames coming from the house across the street. They've lived there a long time. They know these people. Tommy springs into action, runs outside. His mother kind of runs with him. The wife gets on the phone and calls 911. There are no fire trucks anywhere yet. It's going to be several minutes before they get there. Tommy Armstrong, the former quarterback at Nebraska, finds a couple of bricks, throws them through windows, and climbs through. The first thing he did was got a little girl out right by her window, broke the window for her, reaches through, gets her out. She runs to the mother's arms, to his mother's arms. He rescued everybody in the home. There's flames everywhere. He broke windows to get them out of the rooms that they were in. Nice work. Said he never really thought about it. He crawled in at one point, got inside to help get others out. The mom helped too. The wife was across the street calling 911. It didn't take very long, apparently. Tommy Armstrong didn't do any interviews or anything like that after it was all over. The fire department came. Severe damage to the house. It's almost completely ruined. Everybody got out and was safe. And all he posted on his Twitter page was, hug your family today. I love stories like that. I don't know squat about Tommy Armstrong, what he's doing right now in Gulfport or what his life is like. I know Tommy Armstrong is a good man, really good man. That's really strong. That's a great story. I like stories like that. KKHI is brought to you by Uh, Back9Development.com. I got a Christmas card this year from TJ and his lovely family. I mean, they're just wonderful. And he's such a great developer and builder. This is absolutely who you want to do business with. At at the very least, meet with him about your project, whether it's you have a piece of land you want to build on. If you want to do um, an extension, build onto your home. If you have a business idea or a commercial property or investment properties you'd like to work on with Back9Development, they can do that. Round up your investors and let's roll, man. Let's do this. Back9Development.com. If you can think of it, he does it and you can see all of his great work on his website at back9development.com. Custom homes, commercial properties, room additions, Kansas City, Lawrence, Topeka, Manhattan, you name it, he is there for you. Just go check it out. See if it might be a good for, fit for you in 2023. back9development.com. North Kansas City Dental is online at nkcdental.com. That's Dr. Bill Bush. Uh, they did $1.4 million worth of free dental work this year at team smiles 1.4 million this started with the chiefs and here in kansas city it's branched out all around the country now it's just getting bigger every year near nearly a million and a half dollars worth of free dental work for kids around the country that can't afford the dental work that's awesome we love dr bill bush for his uh guidance with team smile his support of it he's driven by this cause it's really cool NKC Dental could be your dentist. He's a great conservative, great guy. He's a huge sports fan. NKCDental.com. And Advantage Termite and Pest Control online at AdvantageTPC.com. The only pest control company I've ever used. 913 768 8989. Hey, do me a favor. Call him, make the switch this week. Switch it up. Uh, even if your company has done a nice job for you, if you don't know who they are and you're with one of those big national corporations, why? Why? Say goodbye and go with Advantage, Termite, and Pest Control. I promise you're going to love them. Residential and commercial. No building or project too big. And really nothing too small. They'll even do little apartments or whatever. AdvantageTPC.com, 913-768-8989. Supreme Court of the United States has upheld Title 42. It stays in place for now. Title 42 says because health reasons, public health reasons, we must expel illegal Crossers to the border and send them back to Mexico or their home country. That sounds really easy, doesn't it? Trump put that in. We're expelling you for public health reasons. Oh, the liberals are all mad at the Supreme Court for this. They want, apparently they want sick people with COVID to come in and get us all sick. Remember when COVID was a thing? Oh, it's okay if these people have COVID and come in. If we can do Title 42 that easily for COVID, why can't we do Title 43 for public safety? We can't let you come in because fentanyl and guns are coming in and people are dying. So we have a new title. I don't understand any of it, but the Republicans better figure it out. This border needs to be closed because even with Title 42, it's a hot mess. We're allowing 3 million people in and fentanyl is killing tens of thousands of people in this country. It's terrible. I don't spend a lot of time on the border on this podcast for one simple reason. It's just spitting into the wind. Now, when the Republicans take over next week in the House, we'll see what they can do. If things start to happen, we'll do it here on this podcast, but mostly it's futile. The Democrats are in complete control. They want the border to be a complete mess, and they've got it. How do you know this is a Democrat policy and really has nothing to do with the border or public health or anything? Well, the ACLU has jumped in, and they're condemning the Supreme Court's action here. They're saying civil liberties are being violated. Okay. Well, here's the deal. If you're not an American citizen, I don't care about your rights in this country. Sorry, I don't. What the ACLU fails to recognize is that if civil liberties are being violated, it's ours. American citizens' civil liberties are being violated by this invasion. The ACLU used to stand for something. They used to stand by Americans and our civil liberties. Now they don't. They're simply a left, far left-wing Democrat operation. That's all they are. They want the Democrat Party to be eternally in control and in power. And they see one of the ways to do that is to have an open border. So they're going to condemn this in, in the name of civil liberties. It's ridiculous. The ACLU is a complete and utter fraud at this point. Oh, this is a great story. You've heard of the the social media account Libs of TikTok probably heard of it. You may not follow it. Libs of TikTok is a lady who went on Twitter anonymously and she found things that were stupid, liberal, woke people on Instagram, people on Facebook, people on Twitter. She found them and she didn't really do commentary. She just posted them on her site and let the whole world see how freaking crazy these people are. That's it. It'd be people looking in the camera going, oh, I'm, I'm reaffirming my gender identification and I'm going to go to, you've seen these things. It's hysterical. It's the best follow on Twitter. It brings to the masses the insanity of these crazy people on the left. So she was getting death threats. She got doxxed. I think the Babylon Bee wound up hiring her and she eventually started doing interviews with Tucker Carlson and eventually has come public now and said, okay, here's who I am. My name is Chaya, C-H-A-Y-A, Chaya Rachik. She's from Brooklyn, I think, or somewhere in New York, but she has moved. And she's working with a Babylon Bee. She's like, I'll just go ahead and be public now. This is who I am. I'm in charge of Libs of TikTok. She's become famous. She'll probably become rich, and she should. When you have that many people following you, how many people follow her and how important are those people? This is the story that Chaya told this week. This is one of the best stories of 2022. While Chaya was getting real death threats, not fake ones, real ones. If we find out who you are, we're going to come kill you. And they dox her, and all of these things are going on with libs of TikTok. While they're doing this, who do you think found out who she was and got a hold of her? Ron DeSantis. DeSantis got a hold of Ms. Reichik. And said, this is horrible what they're doing to you. I want to let you know if you're unsafe, if you're scared, we will send transportation for you and fly you down here to Tallahassee and you can stay at the governor's mansion. We'll take good care of you. How cool is that? And he did it anonymously. DeSantis is so different than Trump. In so many ways, they're the same. It's almost like DeSantis is too good to be true. It's all the policies and none of the BS. And I do love Trump. Boy, my mom doesn't. She's picked a new winner. I mean, she's gone to the dog race, the horse race right now. She used to go to the dog races, but she's gone to the horse race and she's picked her horse. It's Ron DeSantis. She's like, no, I don't want Trump to run. And then she starts bringing up in front of us. It doesn't matter anyway. Have you seen the polls? He's going to kill Trump in the primary. Like He may. I don't know how DeSantis doesn't run. And, you know, I thought at one point they would get together and try to decide, hey, maybe we'll do this in an orderly fashion. I'll run, you won't, whatever. I'm starting to think now the way to do it might, it may come to a point where, well, it will come to a point if DeSantis is winning the primaries that Trump would bow out. And that would not be a good look for Trump or his brand. But I digress. I just like the story. I like the fact that nobody knew this. I like the fact that he was never going to tell anybody about this. And she let this out. Because a lot of politicians would say, I'm offering her safe harbor. This is terrible. What they're doing to her. It seems to me there must be a lot of actions that DeSantis takes that we don't know about. And I like that. I don't just like that. I love that about Ron DeSantis. That's a great story. When it was really scary for her, he said, we'll send transportation. You come stay at the mansion governor's mansion we got you covered really really cool stuff kkhi also wants to thank our friends at the blue mount hotel in manhattan america's second fastest growing city is manhattan kansas more and more businesses are adding that to their conference destination department of agriculture is relocated there university upgrades world-class golf redevelopment it's all happening in manhattan and if you have something planned for manhattan or just think of it this upcoming year if you have a baseball tournament or a soccer tournament there, stay at the Bluemont Hotel. You're going to love it. Your family's going to love it, and your business is going to love it. For group reservations, call Skyler. If you want to start booking up for next year, for next uh, next football season, or if you want to make a basketball weekend trip this year, KUK State game is coming up here in a few weeks. I think it's on a Tuesday night. If you don't want to drive home, you want to stay the night, call the Bluemont Hotel or log on to blumonthotel.com. They also have a great restaurant there, Goolsby's Indoor Entertainment Center and Sports Bar, really, is the way to look at it. And Cross Kitchens KC, Tim and his team at Cross Kitchens KC, are Kansas City's remodeler. They're growing fast. They're expanding. He has retained all of his great craftsmen and help through the years. He's done a remarkable job of that. But as they're growing, if you are in that industry and you're looking for work, give them a call. If you're really good, Tim's probably got room for you. CrossKitchensKC.com or sit down with them sometime this year and talk about what he can do in your home to make it just a little more livable, a little more valuable, and a little more likable, which is kind of what you're looking for. CrossKitchensKC.com. All right, my friend Danny Klingscale today is going to be at the 23rd Street Brewery in Lawrence for the KU game, KU Arkansas game. Matt Llewellyn's the proprietor there. I've known Matt for 20 years or longer. He's a good dude. 23rd Street Brewery is a great place. They're not a sponsor of the podcast or anything like that. I'm just letting you know, if you're a KU fan and you're looking for a place to go watch the bowl game, 23rd Street Brewery's great in Lawrence. Danny will be there. I think he's got some prizes to give away or something. They're going to maybe do a podcast afterwards or something like that. I haven't gotten the word from Jessica whether we're going over there for a little while or not for the game. That'll be up to her. It's her team, not mine. I'm just betting on her team, not mine, and and we'll see. But I may be there as well at the 23rd Street Brewery on Wednesday at 430 for the KU-Arkansas game. Hope to see you there, and Danny would love to see you there too. He's been a great contributor to the radio show through the years and this podcast. He's a good dude. If you want to go talk sports, there's nobody more fun to talk sports with than Danny Klinkscale. Head on over to the 23rd Street Brewery in Lawrence and enjoy the KU Arkansas Liberty Bowl. Should be an awful lot of fun. I think the Jayhawks roll. And thank you so much for listening to Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Thanks for listening to Kevin Keatsman Has Issues